joining us don't realize it but we just got uh we just kicked off the american public gas association's official conference officially got still arizona with the national anthem and color guard right behind us yeah, we started to record and actually we stopped bailed out of it yeah uh, we didn't realize it was about to go on so right now behind us in the general session we have uh, the colonel yes about to get ready to open this conference so um we're we're excited. One of our good friends uh, involved in American Public Gas Association. Well, you, you say one of our good friends who, you know, it was fun earlier today when you and I went back and forth talking about all the friends and all the, uh, it, I don't even want to say clients because, yes, they're clients, but the, first mm -hmm. and foremost, they're friends. You know, we have so many relationships here, not to mention also our relationship, our strong relationship with the APGA and their team, you know, they do a fantastic job for these, you know, public gas uh, entities. Yeah. And we're not just talking about uh, friends as far as the show, which they are. They've mm -hmm. always been great advocates for Coffee with Jim and James. But we're really talking about our relationship from an Energy World Net perspective with APGA. We've done business and served their clients and our clients uh, respectfully. Uh, mutually for a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so whether it's the, the safety culture perception survey that we've partnered with them or webinars or TBD, right? Yeah, we've absolutely. spoken a lot at different events. Yeah, and the but presentations we've, we've done have been uh, uh, very consistent. But, but at the end of it all, you say it all the time, this industry is about relationships and um, some of those folks we do consider great friends. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, we talked about it earlier, though, when uh, Aaron and Stuart from the APGA and you and I get on a, a mutual call and it's not a formal call where we're in front of the camera going, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. somebody could be in their yard doing something, talking on the cell phone. We're, you know, laughing. We're having fun. We're collaborating. We're getting things done. We're setting things up. But again, it's just the friendship that we have. And when you have those relationships, things go very quickly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, not a lot of roadblocks. We always see they, the positives. They like that. They like that. Do you hear them clack? Yeah, well, is that place? Nice? <laughs> Probably not. So it's kind of strange for us. And with full disclosure, um, we are recording the podcast version. Uh, so we made a little bit of a pivot over the last couple of weeks at the live shows to where um, we want to put out the smaller content all the time so people yeah. can get a window into the event. But also, we don't want to leave our podcast people behind. No, right? no, no, and no, so no. what we're going to begin to do is record kind of an intro and an outro that is the the uh, podcast, podcast yeah. version, right? Yeah. So that we can bring those folks along. So this is the first one, if you will. Well, you know. Welcome. What, you know what we always Welcome say? What, our we, first podcast. what do we always say? You don't have to... Uh, uh, be great. What is it? The term that Zig Ziglar says? You don't have to be great to start, but, but you, you do to have to be start, start to be you great. Have to start to great. Yeah, absolutely. And this, and one thing I love about this migration, this journey for us, James, is that we're always learning. Yep. You know, you and I are always talking about how can we bring back the messages to the industries better. And when I say you know industries, it goes well beyond just the natural gas industry. And I think people can you know pick up understandings and best practices and thought leadership and use those, you know, in our industry or outside of our industry. Absolutely. And we'll see that on full display this week, honestly, at this event. Uh, for those that don't know this event, um, I've, I've been involved with the fall ops conference mm -hmm. uh, for several years now, spoken there. And I yep. think we'll probably speak again this year. Um, but this one, you know, it's really built around families, mm -hmm. which I like. It's yes. summertime. Uh, yes. It's always at a great venue that supports bringing your family, your spouse, your kiddos, uh, so that you can really uh, enjoy it. Okay. You know, a lot of our industry, we say, it, is built on relationships. Yeah. You say it all the time. And some of those bonds and relationships happen between our families, if yeah. we're going to be honest, right? Uh, when our wives get together and our kids play together at the pool or whatever it might be, those are the moments, right? Well, those um, are the moments. And you got a, a, the ability to uh, bring your family this time, Clark, didn't you? I mean, I'm sorry, James. Did yeah, I say Great Clark? American road trip. Uh, yeah, National Lampoons for sure. Uh, no, I did. My wife, actually, way down the hall. I don't think you can see it. Oh, we're on audio. It doesn't really matter. 
uh, way in the back. Uh, she is taking headshots for the APGA this week. And so that's kind of cool. Speaking of family affair, right? That's and great. so we decided since we're both going to be here, why not grab the kids and bring them with us? So they'll be cleaning up after we eat. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, they're not working. Uh, but anyhow, neat to bring us all here. Yeah, we did. We went on the road trip. We went to the Grand Canyon. We did all experience. the things. Amazing. That's going to last. That'll you, be you've a never family been, memory for for yeah. longevity, I'll uh, just put it yeah. that way. Yeah, and we'll also remember the heat. From oh, well, it was 117, <laughs> I think, yeah. when I landed pretty, on Saturday. Pretty much the uh, script for the whole week is in, in the multiple. A dry heat does not make it any better than uh, know, People tried to sell me on that all week. Oh, it's, it's a different hot. type of heat. And I'm like, I grew up in West Texas. I know that kind, too. It's hot. Yeah, dry, hot. dry heat is... I always go back to go, well, yeah, but in humid places they tell you it feels like this yeah. right well it feels like that here <laughs> i yeah. don't care who you are it doesn't feel it's like hot, it, it is here yeah. i mean it, the the temperature was 117 i believe yeah. it was beautiful I place though i've never been to scottsdale so it was a neat experience you've never me. been here no my, oh it's just beautiful. never got to experience it we're it's beautiful yeah we're currently at a western uh Kierland, uh uh, complex, which is wonderful. Everything's under one roof where you yeah. can, uh, you know, go to and from without going outside. But the view to the mountains and such mm -hmm. like that around here are, are breathtaking. I'll tell yeah. you, the the mornings, the I don't know if you saw the sunrise. Yeah, about four forty-five, uh, the sun starts to rise here. They do not uh, do daylight savings time here because I learned too. I actually learned that the hard way. Well, they they do it because they don't want more light at the end of the day when it's hot. They would rather have their light in the morning. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and everybody's out running and and garden, you know gardening it's different here right xenoscape but um yeah. it's neat the kids we've enjoyed it it's a beautiful area and like you said you just can't go wrong everywhere you look is beautiful i uh, do a lot of living between uh the hours of three and four in the morning i'm sorry four in the morning through six in the morning yep. and then at the end of the days when it that sun goes down so we're here all week um agenda's pretty solid when you look at it i was looking at it again this morning um we're going to be passing the gavel right at the end of this whole thing to the new chair. Yeah, John, our our good dear friend, and we've the known Colonel. John. I've I've actually known him. Gosh, it goes back to I think an APGA event out in uh, Clearwater. You know, probably in 2015 wow. or 16, when John when I was in high school. And I, well, you were in high I'm school. Just kidding. Oh, you were. Yeah, but we've known the Colonel for a long time. We call yeah. him that with affection. Uh, he's a uh, retired military, and uh, he is. is just a uh, beacon. But he is handing over the gavel this he time is. to a, a Chris, Chris Latch, I believe, from mm -hmm. Corinth, Mississippi. Uh, so um, looking forward to seeing that transition. John's uh, been amazing. Mm -hmm. as, as we all know, he's a man a shot in the arm for sure. I'm sure he'll sit down with us soon uh talk about his tenure this past year. I know it's hard for him to to step away yeah you know? no, but he, he's leaving in good hands it sounds like well he's uh he's a champion and he wants the best for the industry and when you mm. look at the agenda you and i have gone over has his fingerprints all over it all doesn't it? really does because really you know over the last couple of decades that i've been going to conferences james as i said earlier that you know a lot of the you know 20 years ago we were talking about valves and pipes in the uh, ground and reg stations and this and that which is always important needed yeah but now you start to see that thought leadership, you know, come into it, you know, culture question or mm -hmm. uh, sessions, you know, leadership. Uh, leadership sessions. I mean, it's really exciting because that really layers it all in. The colonel taught myself and I think you, too, mm -hmm. that in the military, they spend 20 to 25 percent ongoing of time to invest in leaders in the military for continuing enhancements, education, knowledge gaining, those type of things. Absolutely. I think we as an industry can learn from that. And uh, yeah. There's That's a great exciting. session today about that very thing, it looks like, from uh, Lieutenant General General uh, James Pillsbury, yeah. I believe. And he's going to be talking about leadership, so I'm excited to grab that one. I'm sure he's been vetted by the best, right? Yeah. I'm sure the oh, colonel absolutely. teed him up. Uh, lots of stuff on the agenda just throughout the week. And and like we said, a lot of family stuff. There's breakfast with the spouses Here and, the and friends. Yeah, yeah so um, I mean, families are invited to come in and join us absolutely. and walk around and ask questions. Uh, there is uh, guitars by the fire. Yeah, uh, Guitars by the fire, ice cream social today. Um, I bet that one's popular. Oh, that's going to be did I, I believe our friends at Everline are doing that. What's yeah. that? Can I tell you about the bagpipes last night or two nights in a row outside like at dusk? I thought it was you. It wasn't me. I was in the room the first night. And all of a sudden, I heard this sound, and I could not understand what it was. And I opened up the door, 
and looked outside and there was a, 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 a gentleman in full kilt playing the bagpipes for like 20 minutes during like dusk. That's pretty impressive. And it was really, it was really cool. And the echo because of the, uh, the way the hotel is shaped like a U, the, the sound just cab or, you know, carried all throughout that. It was really wonderful. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, two or three days here, I think it wraps up Wednesday morning. So we're going to be bringing, uh, all the live content that we can, as we grab people and can share that on socials, uh, we'll, we'll be doing that. Um, and then we'll wrap this thing up probably Tuesday night. You and I can yes. see how it went. Yeah. It's going to go be a fast two days. Well, Absolutely. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to sharing again. I, so many people we've talked to over the last couple of days mm-hmm. said, I'd love to just share this because it really worked well for our system. And if we can continue that knowledge sharing that people can gain things that might help one person do one thing better, yeah. we've done our job well. James. Yeah, we're excited to sit down with those SOAR winners, learn about their programs. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's the big reason we're here is yeah. working with APGA over the last, uh, well, really about the last six months. Uh, we've been talking about how can we spread the gospel of the great things that these folks are doing yep. within their programs, right? To bring uh, natural gas to everyone safe, reliable, right? Cost effective, yep. all of those things. And uh, so when we sat down with Aaron and Stuart, they were like, hey, we got an idea. And uh, so we're leaning in. We're hoping to bring all those messages back. I love hearing why, the why behind some of these programs and Absolutely. things like you were saying. Yeah. Why do you? decide to raise the bar and go further and yeah. further right and uh i can't wait to hear from those yeah, folks and i would i venture to say the end doesn't justify the means it's more the means justify the end that a lot of people have invested a lot of time and energy in their organizations mm-hmm. to do this and they want the best for you know their communities they serve for the people that work within their organization everyone yeah. and i think that you know, mark of excellence that they're shooting for is, is the story to tell. I think what we're going to see and hear likely is that for the majority of these folks, if there wasn't an award, they'd probably still do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, no, no. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Just, I would, I would. That's what I expect to hear. And, but yeah, get into the nuts and bolts a little bit. Sit down with some of our friends. Sit down with some of our enemies. No, I'm just kidding. What? Huh? Nah, there's just a couple. <laughs> Uh, no, we have a big team here at Energy World Net. Uh, we've got a handful of folks here. Uh, so we don't, you know, we can just do the fun stuff. Well, yeah, we are going to do We should feel stuff. guilty. Well, I do for a little bit. Okay, it's over. All right. No more guilt. Yeah. Jimmy, it's nice to be here. Always, with you, brother. brother. Yeah, always hey, brother. Uh, we'll, we'll be back when we wrap this thing up. James, can I kick us off? Let's do it. Well, you know, we are day at two. Day two. We have seen our first Haboob last night. And if people don't know what that is, that is a Google dust it. storm in Arizona, and it was actually Something else. quite to see. So, yeah. I mean, I actually drove through it last night coming back uh, to the property, Same. and it was, uh, anyways, we'll get onto that later. But anyways, that was a, an experience we won't forget. We are here for a reason. Another here experience, to, right? We are here to talk about natural gas today and some of the great things and uh, communication about it. Absolutely. We're here with our good friend, Rodney. Rodney, uh, do us a favor for those that don't know you. Introduce yourself. Let them know who you're with. Sure. Glad to. I'm uh, Rodney Deal with the Municipal Gas Authority of Georgia. So we're uh, we're a Georgia organization, and uh, and we, we serve municipal gas systems. And uh, our core, core mission is to provide uh, affordable, reliable gas supply for our 82 member municipals. 82, oh, 82. Wow. That's nice. Exactly. Yep. Mainly, uh, mainly in Georgia, but we got, we do uh, serve some outside the state of Georgia. And, uh, and also too, we, we work with them to, to provide a, a, a number of member services, um, inside their service areas and, uh, and, and work alongside the municipals to help really promote natural gas. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we've been doing this for, for quite some time. Now. So it must feel like home here at APGA, very similar to what, what you guys do there, more localized. APGA kind of embraces that, yeah? Well, well, it does, yeah. And again, as, as I mentioned, we, you know, we've got to make sure that natural gas shows up to the city gates there for our municipal utilities. And at the same time, just recognizing that, that these systems are very important to the communities. So Definitely. important. 
And so, um, and so we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to, you know, to really, you know, maximize the value of the of this enterprise for the communities that we, we represent. But at the same time, all of our members are members of APGA, yeah. and so you can see the alignment. It's very good. Ah, I, I, I'm, I'm, we, I'm we are big about. fans of the APGA. We yeah. we love the folks over here. Always have. So yeah. important. Um, yeah, the you know the you know, the APGA you know, certainly with what they do. Uh, force uh, in Washington D.C. and any of you know, the other areas that they focus on through some of the committee work is so important for our members, mm-hmm. and uh, just to have that voice out there for us uh, is Absolutely. critical. Well, and I understand too. We, I've learned a little bit this morning earlier when we were chatting. I actually knew this before, but anyways, uh, you know, getting the word out is very important because again, when we're here, we all get it. But again, how do we get it out even more and continue? to you know share the good message about direct use of natural gas and that really kind of led into something that you're uh, involved with here at the APGA and would you mind explaining that little special group that you're uh, involved with please yeah sure this this is called uh, the APJ calls this the direct use task group and uh, the direct use task group is uh, as the name says it's really focused on a specific task mm-hmm. and that is preserving the direct use of natural gas mm-hmm. and that truly is the mission of, the, of this particular task group and uh, really it evolved uh, several years ago uh, and focused really in the codes and standards area with uh, the, the furnace rule uh, that, mm-hmm. that came about and you know that when the APGA challenged the Department of Energy uh, in that furnace rule and so um, and so really the direct use task group really was elevated uh, and its importance I think was elevated during that time but since has evolved and as you guys know um, with all the talk of electrification yes. and uh, the focus on reducing carbon emissions and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the the group again is very focused in that area to talk really about the benefits of the direct use of natural gas and and again critical. I mean you the, the the story is still untold in my mind. Um, and uh, I just to, just to add one more thing. I'm no, see please. James coming on there. No, I'm gonna start you preaching take, to you here. Do it, please. Now's <laughs> it, now's your moment. You got please. the floor, Senator. Well, I just this is so critical. Even in as we're looking at policy, as we're looking at you know legislative issues, and, absolutely. Uh, as we're looking at codes and standards, um, to understand that this gas system, this gas grid that we have, is 90 plus. Uh, efficient, you know, 90 plus uh, efficiency um, is just so, so critical. I mean, here, here's a grid where we're pouring in $32 billion a year, continuous improvement and yep. upgrades wow. into this system. I mean, just think about that. I mean, you know, $90 million a day going into this, this gas grid and, uh, and what it does, it delivers energy at 90 plus efficiency. That's pretty. That's Amazing. pretty good. I, I just yeah. have a, I, I think a follow up. There's a lot more to know about this. You support the committee. Your group supports the committees at the APGA as well as outside of potentially being a voice out into the um, communities, so to speak. Is that a correct statement? Yeah. Yes, I think that's. I think that is correct. In other words, we do, and what we, we like to engage our uh, committee chairs and vice chairs within the direct use task group. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, as we're focused on these particular issues, it really it gets us into more of a strategic discussion yeah. about some of these key issues. It's about equipping people with with better information and better data. Education yeah. is key. Absolutely. Yeah, really so. Rodney, uh, you've been involved a long time. We've learned a lot. Uh, in fact, I, I want to get involved uh, in that group. But for those that can't uh, or are not here, right, those folks back home, we are kind of uh, trying to motivate those groups. What what could you say possibly to the folks that aren't involved right now, in either in the direct-to-use task group or with the APGA? What what could you say? What have, what have been some benefits for you specifically? Yeah, I, I would say as you look at the direct use task group, what has it done? Well, again, I mean, you can point to specific, um, you know, Department of Energy standard rules, appliance efficiency rules, and things like that, uh, where uh, this has been been a, a voice helped us really, you know, in terms of us APGA developing positions, policy positions, and things like that. So uh, I think that's where we see the real benefit. And of course, once we get the boots on the ground in DC and no and, uh, and and talking to those that uh, you know, hopefully we can influence the positions that all focused on preserving that important direct use of natural gas. You heard it. Yeah. yeah. So important. Well, Rodney, it was great meeting you. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, we appreciate everything you do for us in this industry and and especially on that group. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we motivated some folks to come join us. Huh? I hope so. All right. Hey, if you need some more info on it, we know a guy. We, we do. know a guy. All right. Hey, we'll be back. Come and join us. Jimmy, we we're just sitting here drinking coffee, and Rodney Deal just slides in almost like like Tom Cruise. Right? Came running out of the session to He's, see us. I said, guys, I'm in this opening session, and I, I just felt like I left something on the table. Rodney, do us a favor. Reintroduce yourself. I, I sure will, James. Yeah, thanks again. I'm, I'm Rodney Deal with the Municipal Gas Authority of Georgia, and as we mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm going in as chair of the Direct Use Task Group Absolutely. for APGA. And, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I was thinking um, about one of the key initiatives from the Direct Use Task Group. And, uh, and certainly you guys understand the, the pressure on utilities right now to reduce emissions. Um, a lot. It's, it's really, it, it really is. I mean, yes. there's, there's a lot of pressure right now. Now, I'm going to come on the opposite end of that and just say one of the key things that our energy systems do, these, these gas systems is, per, is really provide low-cost energy, uh, you know, for Absolutely. customers, right. businesses, industry, and that's key. And we talked about this efficient system earlier, right? Yep. Okay, the direct use, this 90-plus efficient system delivering low-cost energy. Well, at the same time, one thing that municipal utilities have always it's a culture, in my mind, of just continuous improvement of reducing methane on their systems. Okay, sure. so that, that's just been a, a really a safety practice in my mind. And no. so there's very low methane emissions on a system. What's happening, though, is that we're having to communicate that to the public, to, um, you know, stakeholders and policymakers and show so, that roadmap yeah exactly and so as we and so what uh, the direct use task group is really focused on and has created is this environmental roadmap that helps municipal utilities see where they are okay in terms of, of methane emissions yep. okay and then also too it helps them to track to improve where they are incrementally even more whether it's customer emissions, whether it's research and development, uh, whether it's um, construction practices on their distribution system, right. okay, O&M practices. So, so to me, it's it's uh, it's really important because we're already in a good place in terms of emission reductions, but now we've got a better roadmap, and this will turn into a good communication vehicle uh, for uh, for our municipal utilities. Yeah. And your goal is probably to have every member of the APGA utilize that. Would be a goal of yours? Yes, I think the direct use task group and APGA is to get this roadmap out to our member systems, mm -hmm. have them you know look at this roadmap as a very you know qualitative, quantitative uh, Absolutely, tool. and uh, and then also too, it can be used once we uh, get this in place. We can you know use this really to communicate to to councils, to the public, to the community. Right. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, Rodney, that's just some of the awesome work coming out of the direct use task group, right? And critical. So again, if we need to get folks in there. We need to get more folks involved and also just aware of what's coming out of there so that we can utilize those tools as well, right? I think awareness is, is key. Absolutely. Is. Well, you heard it first right here. Yeah. Awareness from the direct use task group. That's and we're going to be on about. call because if there's more APBs yeah. we need, we're going to have I'm telling you, I've talked about it. Excitement is yeah. just it, it, incredible in there. Find <laughs> some friends. All right. Hey, we'll be back. Jimmy, we're here with a legend, uh, an OG, if you will. It, it, uh, an OG. An OG. Yeah. Is that a, we need another acronym like that's, we need. That's a, scary. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Mike and I have known each other for, uh, well, uh, when one of us was young and good looking yeah. and now, but anyways, no, it's Thanks great. For saying that. <laughs> no, it's great to have Mike here and uh, talk about some of the legacy. But I think first, Mike, you would. Please introduce yourself yeah, so people know you. where you are now. My name is Mike Comstock, and uh, I worked for the city of Mesa for 30 years. Absolutely. I retired as the uh, director of energy uh, there, and then uh, did a little consulting work, and I'm with uh, Everline Consultants now out of Houston, Texas. Shout out. We do a little, yeah, plug here, but I like we them. do consulting work for distribution companies and midstream companies. But, uh, very well known, and yeah. Pretty, it, it's an exciting time, yep. and uh, you get a chance to take the, the 30 years that you put in somewhere, uh, help other folks uh, meet the regulatory uh, 
involvement. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, we have a lot of good friends over at Everline. We and do. apparently you have to be named Mike to work yeah, there. That's, so that's, that's part of the requirement. Okay, just to break it down real quick, out at the booth, I think three out of the four people are named Mike. That's right. It's, yeah. it's easy. Name tags are Yeah, easy, you can right? just say Mike and everyone turns everyone around. Right. It's very efficient. I like what y'all are doing there. But that's not why we're here. And if I may, I just, uh, today is July 19th, right, 2023. Okay. Uh, this day, uh, 39 years ago, I walked into the city of Mesa as a utilities helper. And wow. I had a form. I, I just got to do a shout out to my foreman. His name was Victor Escobedo. He gave shout me out. a shovel and he burned my initials into the shovel with a torch. And he said, no, I don't want you to talk for six months. And he was serious about that. He taught me more about the gas industry than I've ever learned in those. So he wanted you to listen. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I think that's wow. a message to, to send is that sometimes that's it's okay to listen you know, to the things that you're doing out there. But a little bit of homage to Victor, who uh, taught me a lot. Uh, over Mr. Escobedo, yeah. I don't know where you are right now, but I found out. Yeah. So I just wanted to Love mention it. that. It's, it's an interesting day. Okay. That's why we sit down and do this stuff, yeah. Mike. I can't tell you how many stories we've heard from folks just like that. Yeah. The, their origin stories is what we say. Yeah. So hearing some of your backgrounds, amazing. And, and, uh, we've been excited. I know we were talking about what came up here recently was the picture you posted. Was it you or, or you were tagging on LinkedIn with those OGs that we talked about? American Society of Mechanical Engineering. It's an mm-hmm. annual review process yeah. and the standard B31Q for operator qualification was developed, uh, through that, uh, group. And in Las Vegas that week were uh, the current chairman, Mike Burkhart, and then four former chairmen of the uh, group, uh, which included Jerry Schmidt of Southwest Gas, Darren Moore. I'm not sure who Darren's working with now, but he was with the Paso at the time. And Darren was actually targeted with getting the standard published. Wow. And then I took over um, uh, shortly after that. And then, of course, uh, Byron Abels was there, who worked for Colonial and the training side. And then um, uh, Brad Heck. Yeah, who, yeah. we know Brad. Well. Knows Brad We've right? had yeah. Brad on the show. And he was with Miller Pipeline. And yes. And was forever. But, uh, Florida Brad, resident, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Brad was uh, representing contractors, which yep. was, a, you know, yeah. there was a whole process putting these folks together. And then finally was Warren Miller, who was working for FIMSA at the time. And, uh, no, we just happened well. to be at the same place at the same time. So. And had an epic picture. Taken. Yeah, we got a, yeah. Had a chance to memorialize that uh, we're still alive. So that, <laughs> that's a good thing. Right? And OQ yeah. is too. Yeah. And OQ is, uh, yeah, OQ continues to grow and expand. And um, we thought it was unique that it was 20 years old uh, to the week when we were up. Oh, is that right? Right. So the, uh, the, the rule that came out in 2004, it was just mm-hmm. turning 20. So. Uh, it's a, it was an interesting time to see how the industry has adopted that. And let me ask you this question. I want to go back in time. In 2004, when you all were as that group, the OGs, as we call it, did you think that OQ would be where it is today or at a different part? I think we had, I think we had uh, high hopes that it would be um, accepted by the industry. Okay. And, um, worked with it with the regulators. I mean, there was a lot of questions of back then is how do you qualify a workforce that's sure. been in place for, you know, decades? Sure. And um, uh, the industry uh, came through with some ideas. Uh, third-party uh, providers came through with some aids to the industry. And then the uh, the federal government continued to work with industry to help them acclimate to a training room. Yeah. And uh, it's worked out well. I think over the years, our industry is much stronger uh, because the regulation was in place and people are now trained to do the work much different than when I was given a shovel and sure. said, don't talk for six, yeah. six months. You almost had to catch up, you know, make a new baseline and then grow from there. I it's think that's true. Continuous improvement just yeah. across the board. It, I think that's, it's a testament to that, right? It's just kind of built in just that, that our industry continues to work on that and, and better. Well, uh, and we, and we recognized, uh, well, now 25 years ago that something had to change. Yeah, uh, because incidents were happening and we needed to fix that. And so I think that's a testament to our industry that we we had the uh, wherewithal to make those decisions and move forward. So, yeah, absolutely. And again, how it keeps evolving and progressing and learning. And I think we are as an industry learning, listening to ourselves and trying to do better tomorrow and the next day. So, and I, I, you know, I 
I thank the people who've been around all this time and uh, continue to carry the flag. Yeah. And then there's a new generation that's coming in that understands it and is continuing to uh, harvest. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just here. I'm, a, I'm old. I'm, I think I'm in the one that was retired. Well, I mean, it's important. It's important the knowledge sharing and the and the yeah. uh, the dissemination of knowledge and the experiences. You know what you have in your head over 39 years. Mike, if we could stick a jump drive in there and capture all that and give it to the next generation, it would well, be uh, a, a... You might have a, a, a virus in your... <laughs> oh, careful, careful. Yeah, depends when you catch me. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we're at the APGA this week. Obviously, um, you've been involved in this industry for a long time. I'm sure you've been to a few of these events I before. Uh, how many AP, APGA events have you had to guess? I, I started coming to APGA in 1990. Wow. Uh, I was lucky enough to serve as the chairman awesome. from 2008 to 2010. Okay. Um, and we um, spent a lot of time in D.C. Uh, at that time talking about control room management sure. and yeah. integrity management plans. That was the big topic of mm -hmm. the time. Uh, but that was one of the banners we were carrying from APGA. Now, APGA uh, represents over 750 small municipal uh, and action agencies around the country. Yep. Uh, their focus is, of course, um, on hometown utilities. Yep. And uh, they they carry a large banner uh, to the Hill uh, with our congressional people there on what are smart rules that apply to uh, smaller operators. You know, the big guys are big, and that's good. We've got to have mm -hmm. them. Uh, but there's a lot of folks out there who have 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 customers, right. and they need the same kind of level of safety, yep. but they don't necessarily have all the resources that other. has the scale, have. right? It's yeah. the scale. How do you... And uh, APG has been a banner carrier for that for uh, almost 60 years now. So, yeah, it's a, quite a, a legacy and it, and it continues to grow. We, you know, at our event right now, the annual event, we don't, we have a, a wonderful uh, representation of the uh, the members from across the country, but not everybody could come. Any takeaways for the folks that maybe couldn't come to this one? Anything that you want to share with them? Well, yeah, that, I'll, I'll share a couple of things. One is that you missed a great dust storm last night. Oh, yeah. the haboo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mentioned the word haboo. Yeah. Or a dust storm. Well, a dust storm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think what you might want to take away from this is that the association is extremely active. Yeah. And that even though you can't be here, the resources from the office in D.C. are extremely important to you yeah. as an operator. And I would leverage that. I would encourage them to leverage that, make that call, uh, get in touch with the folks in the office with your questions, concerns, and uh, let them help you navigate some of those um, areas that you may not just be as familiar with as you need to be. As James sometimes says, don't suffer in silence. And if you have a question or a need or an idea, reach out to your network. That's right. Especially the APGA is a uh, outstanding organization yeah. to do with that. I, and I think that, I think they're well placed to help folks around the country. So yeah, my takeaway is give them a call. Yeah, yeah man, I like it, Mike. Uh, been waiting to have you on the Thank show. You. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you, brother. Absolutely. All the work Thank you've done. Time. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for this guy. And well, and by I mean, by proxy, yeah. that's the truth. Well, yeah. So I get to check the box now. I started digging ditches, and now I've been on Jimmy J. So. <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for my shovel until somebody tell me to shut up. Put that on the check card. <laughs> James, uh, James. It's busy in here it's, now. It's extremely busy, but that's yep. okay because, you know, uh, we had a, definitely an emphasis to talk to some sore. Sore winners. Yeah, sore winners. And who happened to stop by but our friend Rich. At this point, Rich, would you please introduce yourself for the sure. audience? Sure, be happy to. Rich Wersinger, uh, director of Wilson Energy with the city of Wilson, North Carolina. And we've yeah. known each other for a while, and you've seen Rich before. We're, we're fast friends already. Yes, yes. going Just quick. Yep. Uh, so, Rich, I want to ask you, uh, being a SOAR winner, what does that mean to you? Do, do you have a lot of context uh, about the SOAR award? I, I do. It's uh, brought a lot of uh, pride to me that City of Wilson, for the second time, was a sore gold winner. Okay. That's great. Big deal, big deal. And, Rich, we were talking just a little bit pre-show, and you you kind of started asking us some questions, and we realized we, we, we needed to start asking you some questions about yes. SOAR. Yeah, so, from what we understand, so SOAR's... Uh, I believe next year is the 10th anniversary of SOAR, 
And so we were talking about that, and you said, well, you know, I got a little bit of a backstory on SOAR before it was SOAR. So we want to hear directly from you. So yeah, tell us, a, sure. give us a little bit of context. So there. in the public power industry, okay. they recognized they needed a way to recognize public power systems that were achieving outstanding reliability and were doing the right things to have reliable systems. So they created, the American Public Power Association created the Reliable Public Power Provider Award. And a lot of the public power systems then wanted to achieve that recognition. I worked for a combination utility at that point. Wilson is too. At that point, I worked for Rocky Mount. And so I learned about this award. And in Rocky Mount, we achieved their highest level, which was uh, platinum, something like that, diamond. Diamond, okay. But then I was in a conversation one day with Burt Kalish, who was APGA's CEO before Dave Shriver. Yeah. And I was telling Burt about the award. He was familiar with it. I said, Burt, why doesn't APGA have something like this? He said, Rich, good idea, good question. Why don't you take this on? Love it. So I did. I worked to put a, put together a committee with myself as a member, uh, from a system member, and Rod Walker. I don't know if you knew Rod. He was an associate member working for one of the, the consultants. We put together a committee, and we came up with the... Is, is that the barstool napkin? Way that is this? it, Yes. Yeah, the, the origin together. story of all the origin this stories today. This is the today. origin story we need I love it, today. Rich. Yes. Absolutely. So tell me, that original program, what what was like your your foundation or your cornerstones in it? I just Well, we, we plagiarized APPA. That's fine. And I reached out to them and said, hey, we'd like to create a, a similar, would you cooperate with us? And they said, no, you guys are bringing up this issue of site versus source. There's a lot of animosity between public power and public gas, even though a lot of cases were the same people. So without their permission, we used it as our roadmap. Is that allegedly that happened, or did it actually happen? It did happen. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing it at first, this is a scoop. Well, Rich, I'm I'm so glad to get to talk to you. you know, we're, we're challenging our audience back home. And those that aren't able to be here and experience this, you know, yes. when we are together, great things happen, right? We get motivated and we want to take it back. But for those folks that maybe aren't able to be here, what can we say to them to motivate them to get involved in the SOAR program and APGA as a whole? Well, so why do we have the SOAR program? It basically has the four cornerstones of what all natural gas utilities should do to effectively uh, operate their systems. Now, this is just from memory. I'm not going to get it all. We safety, won't hold you to it. safety one. number one. That's number one. Uh, reliability. Reliability. Workforce development. Okay. And I can't remember the third one mm. off the top of my head. We're going to get research trouble. that one. How does that sound? But really, when you, you hit uh, things that we tout all the time, safety number Safety's one. Safety's got to come first. You know, uh, the delivery of safe, reliable natural gas. And then the people to do the uh, maintenance infrastructure, the delivery of what it's needed to make that happen. And that's to make sure they are properly trained and developed to do that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. As well as their equipment that they use to do it. You yes. know, uh, the people know what they're doing and the equipment is performing correctly to do that task. And, you know, when we started this, we looked at it as a way to tell by achieving this award, this allowed us to say to our city manager or governing board yeah. that, yes, it's not just Rich saying we're doing the right things. It is our peers that have said yes. these are the things you need to do, and we, in fact, are doing them. So that, that poses probably our last question, which is, so it's not a mandate, you know? It's not something that, that our, our leadership is coming down saying, hey, here's what needs to be done. It's going above and beyond and doing it on your own free will to some degree. So why, why, Rich? Why why does someone decide, hey, I'm going to do more than what it takes when it comes to SOAR? Because I think that's just what the gas industry is made of, the people that want to always be raising the bar, the bar doing above and beyond. Mic drop. 
That's Rich, it. thank you with for that, your work. And thank you for, we wouldn't be here today talking you. about the SOAR winners if you wouldn't have put pen to paper we, we are 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, so thank you for the work you've done and yeah. thank you for the work you still You're continue welcome. to it do. It has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you Love so it. much. Hey, we'll be back. Man, celebrities left and right. One of our good friends, one of our good champions. Client. What else? What else could we a say? A neighbor. About? We are uh, Florida neighbors. We are. Yeah, Stephen Mayfield. Welcome to the show. You thank you. You've thank been you. on I'll before, shake your though. Hand, but, you know, I usually give them a hug. Did we do a full episode? Oh, I'm trying. We've had a lot of folks on. I'm trying to think of how we did it. Were we somewhere? No, I, um, I've been virtually. on. I've virtually done an episode with you That's a long right. time ago, which I very much. And before we even get started, I want to tell the two of y'all how much we sure show appreciate you for everything that y'all are doing to help engage and spread the word in our industry. Thank you for doing that. That's, yeah. We that's do it for you, brother. Yes. Yeah, we do it and for I mean you. That. I mean, yeah, we do it you for everybody. The industry. Yep. Yes. We do. Man. That, that's actually Let's our Let's just end it there. Hey. Have a great day, everybody. Yep, <laughs> Stephen, we act like everybody knows you. Just do us a quick favor. Introduce yourself. And I am Stephen Mayfield. I am the manager of City of Tallahassee's Natural Gas Utility. I've been in the industry about 24 years. I love this industry. Yeah. There's nothing about it I don't love. And to me, one of the most important things to do is be involved. Say yes anytime anyone asks you to help. And let's just keep this industry going. Listen, I feel kind of left out because I heard recently y'all hung out. We were uh, at a great uh, Florida Natural Gas Association yes. event. Uh, Mr. Mayfield, as I now have to call him because I am a, a, a vice chair of one of the committees, but mm. uh, I, I believe it's uh, president or chairperson? President. And president. I expect everybody to stand when I walk in. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I am honored to be uh, the incoming president yes. of Florida Natural Gas Association for two years. I appreciate Jim. He has stepped up and just really been willing to help move things forward, and that's very important to me to improve the industry. Well, it's, it's Great I thought you together. were just going around in your shorts and Florida uniform, <laughs> flip-flops. just Allegedly. And you were really out there working the whole He's time. He's spreading the word all the time, you know, doing a great job. No, it's teamwork, you yes. know, and it, it's being serious. It's wonderful to be involved in, uh, in Florida Natural Gas because that's also involved very much with APGA. Yes. And they work, you know, very much in conjunction, in, in conjunction with each other. So Let's talk about that. We're here at APGA. You've been involved here for a while now, huh? It's not, your, yeah. Yeah, it's not your first time, is it, sir? Is this your first APGA one, My first meet was in Memphis in 2010. Wow. Okay. And I guess for the first couple, two or three years, I just kind of uh, stuck my toe in the water a little here and there. Then probably about four years, maybe five years into it, I said, I'm all in. And yeah, if they need anybody to do anything, I step up. The staff with APGA is excellent. They're some of my favorite. Yeah, no all of the members here are excellent. Yeah. I appreciate everybody. I love the way everybody shares information, works together, and we're all helping each other improve and helping the industry improve. Yep. He like, speaks it right there. Like the SOAR program. Yes. Yep. I have, I've been involved with the SOAR since 2014, and it is a great program. It is a way an industry, a system can look, because it changes a little every year, and it helps move systems that use it to where regulations are going, where the industry needs to go, and for the you know public-minded to help the customers and keep up with everything. And so I apply every three years some systems apply every year but even if i don't apply i use the rubric the metrics to help us improve and i think it is a great system that everybody ought to consider and, and i'll tell you if you have any questions feel free to call me i'll talk you talk to you about it anytime yeah and i'll give you his number that's fine <laughs> we yeah, we'll will. put it live on the screen no. uh -oh. uh, I, I do have a question about that you're a, a psms guru yes. a champion well, in the industry you are I mean, I mean that very Whether sincerely. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, okay. you are. Do you see the SOAR program working in conjunction and tangent with your PSMS efforts? Yes. Okay. Both both the PSMS and the SOAR are about continual improvement. Yep. And so that is what the industry is about. There's no longer looking at what is the minimum that we need to do to meet the standard is now all about what you can do better next year to keep moving everything ahead. And as I have been 
working more with the PSMS and honestly, through you know your compatriots at EWN, especially mm-hmm. Steve Allen, been a guru helping Shout me out. through that stuff. He's like a mentor that I very much appreciate what PSMS has to offer and how it's helping us improve, engage our workforce. Man, I love it. Um, you have the floor, Senator. One, one more question. What would you say to the folks that aren't involved in SOAR right now that might get them involved? It will help you improve. It's a great metric to see where you are now. And it's a good way to look and share best practices with others and move forward and just make your system better. I know everybody's trying to do a good job and do things well. And this is just a nice guide. Even on, I was on a panel this morning. I'm going to reach out a couple of things I heard talked about this morning from some of the, you know, my fellow gas industry professionals to help us improve. Absolutely. Love it. Stephen. Thank you. I know I speak for a lot of people when I say thank you for everything you do for our industry, sir. Proud to call you my I good mean friend. It. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And thank you all for everything y'all do for the industry too. Yeah. Thank right. you. Hey, we'll be back. James, I, this is the time of the day where I get a little sullen because we're sad well it's tearing down of the the trade show floor but the uh, conference is not over yet by any means but it's still you know when the trade show floor starts to get taken down i get a little you know strategically planned we're we're taking ours down slow real slow behind us uh yeah the place is breaking down we've we do have a session going on right now i think it's the operations breakout yep. and they're just kind of talking about things but um yeah the the hall's breaking down the day's kind of coming in a quick two days i mean two and a half three and a half. whatever and then we have tomorrow morning too yeah, just yeah. for a and few then tonight, minutes though, you know we yep. distinguish uh service awards tonight so we have a full full night dueling hours. pianos tonight oh yes yes and a dinner fun. yeah, yeah. So uh, we've still got some work to do tonight, but uh, it's been a great show, man. Yeah, it's been a phenomenal show. Every every APGA, APGA show that I've been to is always unique unto itself, yet very common thread. Uh, a lot of uh, knowledge sharing events all over, and it's great. We probably had uh, 10, 10 or 12 SOAR winners come through here. We have. Uh, which was our point of being here. APGA wanted us to share the message of the SOAR winners. And I feel like we've done that, or uh, we're going to do that. We captured a ton uh, from the SOAR winners. Uh, some of my favorite parts, you know, is when we ask why, why do a program that isn't a requirement, right? It's not a mandate for these folks to nope. do it. Nope. And going above and beyond is just something that they're called to do. And so um, getting to ask them why that was, was amazing. That was fun. To hear to their hear. answers. Yeah, that was really fun because... You know, I've heard a sore, you've heard a sore for years, right? Yeah. And But today when we got to talk to them and ask them those questions and they said, because we could benchmark ourselves, so mm-hmm. we could challenge ourselves, we could understand ourselves. Because it's the right thing to do. Yes, for safe um, delivery of reliable natural gas. Yeah, I loved hearing about how it motivated their groups back home and started to paint that baseline Oh yeah, yeah. and provide that picture. I think that's uh, amazing to think about. How about this? How about talking to Rich? Uh, from uh, that was essentially the founder of SOAR. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah when yeah, he yeah, broke yeah, down yeah, yeah, basically yeah. where it came from yeah. 11, 12 years ago and told the origin story yeah. of the Barry Award that we were here to talk about. And it, it, it was born out of his idea with a couple others uh, mm-hmm. in regards to something that we were doing on the power side, the electric side at that time. Yeah. And he thought that we should have something on, on the natural gas side. Yeah. And, and they said, wonderful. that sounds great. Why don't you do it? <laughs> and, and so he did. He did. And well, so, so just get started. Absolutely. Right? And, uh, you know, to be honest, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about the SOAR awards. We wouldn't be sitting here uh, talking about it if it wasn't for that guy. Yeah, we got no. to sit down with him. How about uh, Mike Comstock? Oh, my gosh. You want to pull on an icon like that, that, that basically, again, we wouldn't be sitting here. No. In front of this OQ sign, right, as a company, as Energy WorldNet, uh, if it wasn't for f- the, that original group of folks that was uh, a part of that OQ role. Yeah. and, and I Almost you, 20 years ago. Yeah. And when Mike was right across the uh, the alley here, so to speak, 
you uh, we were like, you want to hop on and talk about it? He goes, I'd love to. I'd love to yeah. share about it. Tell a little bit about the origin. Tell about the good, yeah. uh, you know, what we learned along the way. And, and again, the key words are enhancement, you know, continuing to improve. And we, whether you look at OQ or the SOAR awards or whatever, when you think about that in our industry, that's really exciting. And I don't mean that uh, frivolently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's it, we are trying to always improve and be better and to do things, you know, to the yep. best of our abilities. Well, we heard that time and time again from several folks that came and joined us. Uh, we're going to just name drop because there are Please. so many great people. Uh, how about Stephen Mayfield? Always a champion, always a star. Yeah. Um, getting to see him here, oh. I'll tell you, okay. Mayfield, you you get to see him in action at Finga. Yeah, all uh, the time. Folks get to see him at, at Anga, too. <laughs> he, he makes it over there sometimes, I think. And then also uh, seeing him here at APGA really in his element. Um, he's something special, our industry. Um, uh, I hope everybody realizes how awesome he is. Oh, and we got to share, is, is share some words with him. Yeah. Uh, who else do you say? I said Mason. Oh, Mason Math. We've been hounding yeah. him for for a while now to get on the show. <laughs> and uh, so he relented. Uh, he was a great, great guest. So many folks. Uh, we got to meet Jim Green. Yeah. Um, some was a bunch funny, of clients, he was funny, wasn't he? It's neat to see people who know us long term as EWN. What I mean is people like Jeff and people that have been involved out there for a long time, yeah. and um, now we get to serve in that same capacity. So they're like, Man, it's good to meet you, and they already know about us yeah. because of people like Jeff. Yeah, interesting thing, too. Did you notice when we were asking folks to come on, and at first a lot of people were like, Oh, no, no, or I couldn't talk about anything. Mm -hmm. We're like, Well, do you want to talk about the natural gas industry and how we're making it better? They're like, Yeah, I could talk about that. And then, you know, when you get something like that, then they're like, Oh, I can, yeah, that, that sounds yeah, easy to do. For sure. Yeah, you know? we've had some people be brave today and step on, Mason being one of those. Yeah. Um, talked to so many uh, award winners, like we said. Um, and, you know, APGA has a special place in our, I think Definitely. this Without is, a doubt. just nails it even more. Great folks here. I can't, can't say enough about them letting us be a part of the show. Uh, so thank you, APGA. Absolutely. Thank you, thank Aaron, you, and Stuart, and Dave, and everybody. Sign all, up all your help. Like, Margot, thank you. Margot, yeah. Uh, such a great group to work for and work with yeah. and serve this industry alongside. So uh, that isn't lost on us. And uh, we'll see you at the next show, I guess, huh, Jimmy? Well, uh, definitely we'll see you at the next show, but we will. Uh, are we also going to see folks in Louisville? Uh, uh, yeah, in we fall? will. In the fall yeah. ops for APGA, we'll also be at LGA coming up. Uh, what else? Uh, OGA, Oklahoma OGA. Gas Association. Oklahoma. Yeah, go to Oklahoma. Uh, we're going to be representing there. I think we're going to make it out to Alabama and see Randall Hand and everybody out there. Pipeline uh, Safety Conference. Absolutely. Yeah, That's one of our favorites. Uh, and a few other stops. So uh, we'll see you on the road. Absolutely, brother. Always a pleasure. Always, brother. All right. Hey, till next time. Absolutely. Y'all be safe.